Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Online Dating in 2022, What You Should and Should Not Expect. I'm your host, Drew Knight. I got my sons in the studio hanging out with me today. Uh, Jaden, he's my 15-year-old, strong, strapping, handsome young man. You want to say hello, Jaden? Hello, dating people. <laughs> and I got my youngest son, Maximus. He's uh, 13. He's also hanging out with us today. You want to say hello, Max? Hey, everybody. Nice. Get ready for the show, guys. We'll be right back. Hello again, everyone. And before we get started, I wanted to send out some well wishes to everyone up in the Northeast and Midwest of the United States. I know you guys just had some really scary weather and cold weather come through. So wanted to send you guys some well wishes and let you know that we're thinking about you. And hopefully it was bad, but we know it could have been a lot worse. So getting into today's episode, we're talking about some of the frustrations you encounter when online dating. And there is a laundry list of frustrations, I know. And trust me, we are not going to even scratch the surface. We all know that it can be a pain in the keister uh, for a myriad of reasons. And we've talked about how vast the dating pool is and all of the craziness and bedlam that accompanies that <laughs> entire process. So on today's show, we wanted to talk through some of those things and maybe, you know, again, like I always say, help you navigate these mean online dating streets or, you know, just give you an idea of what type of roadmap or blueprint to use to have some success. So we'll get right into it. The first frustration that I want to, or should I say the first point of contention? First of all, let me explain. There are a lot of dating sites, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And on all of those dating sites, there are a ton of people. So the options and the choices at times can seem endless. And that can really get you in a crazy place because there are thousands of potential mates. And it's almost like an assembly line of options as you are scrolling through with your matches or your likes or your swipes or whatever the case may be. The options just seem endless and it's easy to get caught up and not really be focused on what it is that you're trying to accomplish on these dating sites. Now, very few people are going to be fortunate enough or lucky enough to go on to one dating site, find that person and get off the dating website and live happily ever after. That's not going to happen that often. So you are going to find yourself at times experimenting with more than uh, one dating site. So we always want to make sure we are finding the site yeah that gives us the best chance at success people turn to different sites for different reasons i mean the, the sites themselves start to take on their own persona of what it is that you're going to find on that particular site it ain't always true it ain't always accurate but they do for instance tinder i mean when you hear the word tinder you think or you talk about the app tinder you think of the hookup you know this is the quick hookup this is someone they know that uh, when I go to Tinder, I'm looking for somebody to hook up with. That's just the type of uh, reputation that that particular dating site has come to be known for. Now, I don't know if that's what they want to do. We all know that Tinder is a part of the match group, I think it is. You know, each of those dating sites inside of that group are going to have their own mindset. Uh, eHarmony, for instance, you know, people tend to think of eHarmony 
as a settling down type website. You know, this is the website that I'm going to go to when I want to settle down and find that person that I'm going to be with for the long run. So whatever it is you're looking for, whatever it is you're into, you want to make sure you identify the website that's going to give you the best chance at success. The thing that you don't want to do is get caught up in that assembly line syndrome with all of those options that are out there and all of those different directions you can go in. You, you just don't want to get caught up in it. So I often tell people this, ask yourself this. If you were meeting these people, everyone that you've met, if you were meeting them organically, you know, just throughout what happens over the course of what you do in life, if you were meeting them organically, how many people would you be communicating with or messaging with or dating at one time? One, two, maybe, maybe if you're a really go get a three. So why is it when you find yourself on the dating websites, you can be messaging and talking to and calling eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 people at a time. Now, that's not what everyone's doing, but you, you know, I'm saying when you get caught up in the sheer number of contacts that you can make in a situation like that, it starts to blur the line that you've established as far as what it is that you are looking for. So you have to kind of treat it almost like it's real life dating or organic date, you know, I focus on those numbers, even though you're online and there is that, you know, buffet that you can eat from when it comes to choices, you just want to be able to focus on what it is that you want versus jumping from person to person to person to person, just concentrate on what it is that you're looking for. So that's one of the big frustrations. Like I said, which that in itself is a frustration and it's a strength uh, because you're always going to meet people that would not have met if it weren't for the vehicle that you use, that you chose to use to date online. Another big one when it comes to frustration is the honesty factor. You know, how honest people are. Not everyone is going to be honest. There are going to be a lot of disingenuous people about everything. I mean, you have the opportunity when you're writing your profile, when you're presenting yourself to the rest of the dating pool, you have the opportunity to be extremely disingenuous. Most people do it. You know, when you look at the stats, You've got about 70% of online daters who say they may have fibbed about one aspect of their profile or another. And that can vary from a small thing like, hey, I'm 6'1 when you're really 5'10", or it can be as big as, yeah, you know, I've never done anything crazy or illegal, you know, so... That honesty piece is also a big frustration. You just never know. You, I mean, you don't know. You have to kind of take what they say and do the most research or the best research that you can to decide if you can believe that. Yeah, there are a lot of people that's admitted to fabrications when it comes to the profile writing piece. And you want to uh, do whatever type of investigation or investigative techniques that you, and I know that there are some people that's gotten really good at the investigative techniques as far as trying to figure out if finding that person online on their social media platforms. Can you find them on Twitter? Can you find them on Facebook? Can you find them on some of the social media platforms where you can go back and you can start to kind of see if what they're telling you is actually what you're seeing on the social media platforms. Uh, one of the things that came up when we had the Gen Z and millennial women in the studio was they mentioned that that's something that they do all the time. I mean, they want to see what type of pictures that potential mate takes. Uh, are they only selfies? Are they with friends? Are they in different modes of life? These are things you could do to begin to uh, make sure that 
what someone's telling you is actually accurate. You, you know, when you when we had the Gen Z females in the house, they mentioned being able or getting really, really good at stalking potential dates and potential mates and potential suitors online to find those types of things. You know, what type of pictures do they take? What type of friends do they have? What type of events do they do? Because people will sometimes tell you things and what you see on social media don't reflect what it is that they're saying. So it's very easy to know that, hey, there's something not right there. And then in addition to that, you've got to have a really good interrogation process. Uh, you have to be able, you got to be able to interrogate, you know, as you guys exchange numbers and you start to talk and you start to, to FaceTime or whatever the case may be, you have to have an interrogation process that you use to try and get to what it is that you want to get to. Sometimes people are straightforward, you know, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Do you do this? How do you date? What's the deal? What are you looking for? Everything, so on and so forth. And then sometimes people just like to just talk through normal things and see what it is that they can decipher from that. So another thing about that honesty piece is that you don't want to buy into the process until after you meet the person. And you can also do a lot of verifying upon meeting a person as well. So the honesty factor is a big one. And I've even heard of people hiring online dating detectives. I didn't know that that was a thing. I really didn't. Apparently it is. If you care enough, you can hire someone to look into the person that you just met or that you're talking to. So that's also an option if you care that much about it. <laughs> so yeah, moving right along. Another frustration, the rejection antic. I mean, we talked about there being a lot of people, millions of people in that online dating pool. And the thing you got to understand is that there's only some of these people that are going to like you. So there are going to be times that you reach out to someone and they may not get back to you. And you're like, OK, what's the deal? I don't understand. And it's going to be times when someone reaches out to you and you don't reach back out to them and they may be saying the same thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like you and then the craziest part of that is, is. The vast majority of the time, you can reach out to someone who say, who just kind of glides over it, don't return the uh, favor, or they don't get back in touch with you, or they don't say, hey, I'm interested, or whatever the case may be. And at the same time, you can have two people, three people, four people, especially with, uh, with uh, women. You can have 17 people sitting in your inbox saying, hey, I'd like to get to know you. And you're like, eh, I ain't interested in none of them. So, I mean, you got to understand that it is almost that perpetual cycle until the cycle is broken when you meet someone or you come across someone and there's that shared interest and they have a lot of the things that you are looking for. And that's when you find yourself in a situation where you feel like it's time to move forward. I mean, that whole rejection process is what leads to things like ghosting because it becomes easier to do if you haven't met. And when you have tons of choices to choose from and everything kind of pops up and pulls you in a different direction, you just tend to walk away from. And that's the beginning and the ending. And it's uh, it can be extremely frustrating. You have to realize almost everyone has a lot of options um, and those options are constantly changing. So it's no wonder that 70 percent of people online mention at some point in time being ignored or ghosted or whatever the case may be. And that number could be a little higher. Who knows? You know, so that's another frustration. Uh, time is also 
of frustration. These things can, this whole process takes time. It takes time to get your profile up and done and write and how you want to represent yourself. That takes time. Um, very few people are lucky enough to throw something together, put it online, meet a great person. That, that just doesn't happen. And it's very unrealistic. It can take time. And then, and, and not to mention, if you're unfortunate enough to encounter the really crappy underbelly of online dating that can make you even more cautious and more apprehensive, which only serves to slow down the process even more. So when we talk about time, you want to be really, really, really efficient with your time. And that comes with that starts with creating that plan. Most people who are listening to this podcast probably are already online dating. So, but it's never too late to go back and say, Hey, let me take a look at my plan. Do I really have a plan? Am I just kind of going on and seeing what kind of jumps out at me and kind of going from now? Do I have a plan as for a process that I want to use to try and find the person that interests me, the person that I'm interested in, the attraction, the chemistry, and eventually getting off dating websites because I've, I've found myself in a really good situation. So you have to have that plan and you have to uh, follow that plan and that process to save yourself that time. You don't want time to be one of the biggest frustrations you have with online dating, but it can be. You know, if you're across platforms and you are trying to talk, I mean, it can be a part time job. I know when I first started online dating and it was like a kid in a candy store almost, you know, I was getting beat up because it's like, you know, I text you, you didn't text me back. Or I messaged you, you didn't mess me back. I called you, you didn't call me back. You know, what were you doing? And it's like, ah, so you have to kind of create that plan, create a process that you're going to use to uh, find and be a part of a situation that you're looking for and work that. Save yourself the time. And moving right on along, we want to talk about the baggage principle. That is also has uh, also a big uh, frustration with online dating. And you say, well, what is it? Well, what is the baggage principle? So the issues that played a role in people's previous relationships tend to be the things that they implore most about in their profile on online dating sites. And what I mean by that is that at times you'll see profiles that state things like if you're this or this or this, then don't message me. Well, they're saying that because that played a role in their previous relationship or something previously. And that's something that they want to avoid. That's a certain type of baggage. And that's okay. That's, I mean, that's fine. But you have to be honest with yourself about if you can deal with that type of baggage or whatever type of baggage it is. And by the same token, you'll have people who say they're looking for this and this and this. And by the same token, they probably had some experience with that. And that is what they want. And that's what they want in their next person. Uh, so the flip side of it is you may see I'm looking for this, this and this. Uh, and these traits or characteristics that previous people didn't have is what you're looking for now and vice versa. So just make sure that the baggage principle or the things that, and I mean, I mean, and they can, I would think that most people know the cardinal rule of not talking about exes and not putting that ex business out there, but you still have that happen too. I mean, that's a part of the baggage principle as well. How many times have you met someone in your first deep conversation, the exes tend to pop up, 
Well, they don't just pop up. They come up because someone mentions them. So yeah, the baggage principle, big deal. Make sure you're still clear of that. I don't have to talk about catfishing. Uh, I ain't gonna get on my soapbox about that because we've talked about that two or three times previously on different podcast episodes. So that's just something you just don't want to do. You just don't want to do that. I mean, you, whether it's the pictures, you know, your name, you're not living where you say you're living or you're not in the area you say you're in or whatever the case may be, just be who you are. People is so much, so much easier to be who you are. And it's easy to identify that. You know what I'm saying? So guys, that's uh, a couple. That's some of the biggies. We'll be right back. We're going to step away for just a moment. Quick break. When we come back, We'll finish off that list and then talk through a few of the things that we could do to make the process a lot smoother. Give us a little bit of success. Find us somebody to cuddle with during all this cold weather. So give me a moment and we will be back. Peace. Welcome back again, team, and we are finishing up the list of some of the biggest frustrations that we tend to encounter with online dating. And, you know, this list wouldn't be complete if you didn't talk about the abundance of potential scams. And not only that, I mean, you have to be extremely careful. I can't state that enough. You do have to be extremely careful because not only can you find yourself in a situation where you are hurt financially, but you can find yourself in a situation where you're hurt uh, physically, depending on who it is that you end up with and where you find yourself at. So if something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. Do you understand me? There are about 15 to 20,000 romance scam complaints a year that the authorities get. And you just don't want to be one of those statistics. So you have to be careful. I don't have to tell you, you don't send money, gift cards, plane tickets, wire stuff to people. If any of that is a ask from somebody that you met, then ghost them. Be out. Peace. Get out of there. Nothing's good going to come out of that. All right. Make sure you know a person well before letting them, you know, know or inviting them into your life, not to mention your home or residence or anything like that. When dating, I mean, keep it public, keep everything public until you know that there are no humongous red flags or just obvious red flags. Uh, and this person hasn't displayed any type of like unsafe tendencies or I mean, anything that would be that you know is not right. I mean, you're not getting those weird vibes from. Do you know what I'm saying? If you get those weird vibes, then listen to those weird vibes. I mean, I always stay cognizant of these types of things. And again, I'm never going to harp on how horrible they are because like I said, it's always the, it's very rarely the vehicle. It's normally the person that's driving when you have these uh, bad situations. So what can you do? What are some of the things, Drew, that I can do to ensure that I have a better chance of success in these mean online 
dating streets. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you can dig in, treat it like an investment. Online dating should be treated like an investment because it is one, you're investing time, you're investing time into it. Uh, so that's an investment in itself. You invest in effort. There's an effort you have to put into it. Uh, and not to mention if you are, or you have a paid subscription, then you're also investing money. And that's not to say it's not worth it. I mean, it is worth it. If you end up with the person that makes you a better you and the person that you go the long run with, then it was all worth it. You know what I'm saying? So just treat it like an investment. If someone was to approach you and say, hey, I got this great stock tip that I'm going to turn you on to. If you invest in it, I guarantee you, you're going to see some huge rewards from it. This is what I need up front. You're going to find out everything you can about this stock before you go to throw money at it. That's just a natural reaction. You're not just going to be like, okay, let's do this, you know, not knowing anything about what this stock is or how it's performing or what the long-term payoff is supposed to be. And that's the same way you approach this online dating. You dig in, you research like that. So you want to know as much as possible before you invest in this whole online dating thing. And if all else fails, then just listen to the podcast and we'll take care of you. <laughs> I'm going to say this as well. Make sure you're choosing the right site. I hit that once earlier in this episode and other times in previous episodes. Choose the right site uh, for what you're looking for. Um, of course, you want it to be a cool, reputable site. Uh, you don't if you come across a dating site that's hot honeys near you, you probably don't want to mess with that. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, handsome hunks in your backyard. Stay away from that. That is not good. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to go there. You're going to find yourself in a world of hurt going into something like that. There are, I mean, do a little research, find the reputable ones. Uh, the one that fits what you're looking for. I'm, I'm going to say this. I say this before I'll say it again. It sounds like an anomaly, but it's not meet as quickly as possible. So you do so many things when you meet someone as soon as you're comfortable with it. I mean, it, let me tell you what it does. One, these are some of the reasons. First, you get to know if this is a person that you do want to invest, which we talked about earlier. You do want to invest in. You want to invest that time. You want to invest that effort. You want to invest the process of going through the motions to get to know them better because this is someone you're going to bring into your life. Get to know that person. You are calling them. You're texting them. You're messaging them. Uh, is it worth it? Is it worth the effort? You get to find all of that out when you meet this person and you determine if there's that chemistry that you're looking for or if they or if they are who they represented themselves to be. Second, which also is an, an important thing is you can really put the heat on people whose intentions are to scam or to catfish or whatever. When you say, Hey, let's meet up. People who have bad intentions tend to not want to meet up. They don't want to be out in public and be seen because they don't have really good intentions. So by saying that, if they keep giving you all of these crazy excuses as to why they can't make it and, why it's a bad idea, then you want to walk away from that. Again, pull out the ghost, ghost them. If they are avoiding meeting you for whatever reason, time after time after time, then you, you know that there's something not right. And just, again, listen to your stomach. Listen to your stomach. The vast majority of the time, it's right. Don't be afraid to block. Don't be afraid to block. Don't be afraid to, I mean, you've got, you see all of the memes and the gifs with the, 
young lady who has the phone, who's calling the authorities on whoever. And, you know, I'm not saying you got to be that person. But, yeah, you don't have to be afraid to block people. If you feel like, hey, this is not cool, this is not right, then whoop, put the block on them, you, you, you know? Tell you something else. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid if you have found yourself just languishing in the doldrums of online dating and, and you just feel like, you know what, I'm so over this, this is just, I'm so frustrated. You know, sometimes it's something as simple as, trying something new. When you are on the site your own and you set your preferences, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Uh, and these are the types of people that are coming down the pipeline and it tends to be a bad situation after a bad situation. You might have to shake it up a little bit. You might have to try something new. You know, shake your preferences up. I'm not saying get way off base and if you are looking for someone that's 6'2", you say, okay, I'm going to just be okay with someone that's 5'3". I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it's okay to try something new at times. Shake it up. You know, you can ease up on the hard nose sometime. I mean, for example, if you are adamant, adamant, I don't do country. I don't like country. If you're in the country, then swipe or don't send me a message or don't approach me or whatever the case may be. Hey, I mean, give it a shot. Give it a shot. You never know. Before long, you might have yourself a fine pair of leather boots, a 10-gallon hat, and realize that line dancing is pretty cool. Don't be afraid at times to try something new and just kind of shake that whole process up. We get into this, th this habit of where we become extremely picky. And because we've geared that plan of process to that, and I'm not saying step away from the plan of process. I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is uh, it's a part of that plan or that process. You can kind of try something new from time to time just to see what, because as I mentioned before, so often the person that we are attracted to or the person that we really want to get to know don't want to get to know us. And by the same token, all of these people, they're people chomping at the bit to talk to you, to message you, to call you, to take you out. And you're like, eh, whatever. So, I mean, it works both ways. So don't be afraid. There are some people who are just swimming around in that pool of yours who just want to be able to say, hey, can I come up for air and maybe talk to you? Give them a shot. You never, ever, ever know. And lastly, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Whether that is the rejection piece of it, whether that is the... Uh, I mean, all of it. Don't take it personal until it's personal. It'll get personal when you realize this is the person you want to spend time with. When you guys start talking more towards us versus you and him or you and her, then you know it's time to start taking it personal. So until it's time to take it personal, don't take it personal. When you first meet and you're calling and messaging or uh, reaching out and you don't hear back or I mean, just. I mean, it is what it is. That happens. There is a whole lot of rejection going on. You can't take that personal. There are people that's rejecting you. There are people that you're rejecting. Again, it's a perpetual cycle of craziness. So you just can't take it. You just can't take it personal. That's the nature of this business. Through it all, just stay positive. That's a huge key to being successful with this whole online dating thing. If you find yourself needing to chill for a while, you can do that too. You can back up off the site, just take a step back. And the bottom line is this, you can be successful. It happens 
uh, every day. You can be successful with online dating and you can go on and you can find a person that really fits into your life. There are a again, that dating pool is vast. It's large. There is somebody for everybody. Um, you can represent yourself as exactly who you are. And let me just tell you, there are going to be a lot of people that's like, you know, that's what I'm into. That's what I want to do. All right. Before we go, one thing that was in all of the men's top three frustrations, women, you don't respond to me when I send you a message. I send you a message, reach out, holler at me, at least just to tell me that, hey, you ain't interested. Women, one thing that was top three in all women's frustrations. Men, keep your junk in your pants. Don't go sending me an unsolicited photo. Don't go sending me a picture of Trapper Johnson, MD. All right. Keep that to yourself. If uh, if they ask for it, I guess, and you feel like, okay, I want to do it, do it. But if they ain't asking for it, keep your junk where it belongs. All right. I shouldn't even have to say that. That's crazy. Hopefully we have talked through some things. And again, these are just, I I would be on this podcast for 365 days straight, 24 seven, telling you all the frustrations that are, um, that find themselves as a part of this process. But what I wanted to do was just talk through some of the larger ones, you know, through research, through the experts, through talking to online daters, through interviewing online daters. These are some of the big ones. And what can you do? What do I do to try and alleviate some of these uh, frustrations? That's what we wanted to talk about today. So hopefully we've said something that um, that uh, helps you out. And as always, it's our hope that you, me, all of us be able to make contact and find that special person. And hey, this is this is what we do this is online dating in 2022 what you should and should not expect (laughs) again i'm your host drew knight thank you thank you thank you everyone for tuning in thank you so much for the support the project is growing it's awesome thank you share it put it out there say hey guys you're online dating got something you might want to listen to is it everything you need no but is it something that can help you most times you know so hey i appreciate it again thank you all and we will see you again here on saturday be safe guys god bless peace